Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to the Leader Manager Coach podcast. Welcome along. If you're uh, listening for the first time, a uh, very, very warm welcome. If you're one of the regulars around the world, then um, again, a very, very warm welcome. Now, I'll get straight to the point on today's episode. I am talking to a young man and I'll freely admit that um, although it seems through a conversation that uh, I have known Luke for a long time. Um, it, it is very briefly, but I kind of reconnected with him very recently in strange circumstances as these things often occurred. It was relative uh, to a, a car hire situation and um, met somebody who just showed me an excellent level of personal care and customer service. And uh, you know when you, you find somebody who's really good at what they do? Well, that was how it was when I met Luke and um, we kind of connected instantly. And the story is that we started talking. And as always with me, I'll always get onto the football. And we started talking about football. And um, it turns out that this young man who's called Luke Wareham has got a real interesting story. And it was so good that I wanted to share Luke and I wanted to share his story on the Leader Manager Coach podcast. So without further ado, Luke, please, uh, please introduce yourself and uh, welcome to the podcast, mate. Cheers, Rob. Thank you. I'm a 25-year-old lad, uh, born and raised in Stoke-on-Trent, um, with a very keen interest in football, following it, playing it. Um, to a certain extent, going to coach it, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's me. kind of interesting. So, okay, so the reason, Luke, obviously, I could have had, you know, I, I don't obviously go around looking for people on the streets and saying, do you want to be an interviewer on the, on the podcast? I, you, you struck me straight away. So, the first thing I want to say, mate, is um, I came into uh, a company that I've used before and, um, you know, you were this personable, caring representative of the company that you work for. We won't we won't talk about who they are, but, um, you know, you struck me as somebody who, who cares about the customers and um, came across as somebody who, blimey, you know, does what it says on the tin. So, um you know, great stuff for that, mate. Congratulations on that, because people like that are a rarity, Luke. Yeah, thank you. And um, so we got talking about the football. So, look, your story, because that's what I want to get to, is all about opportunity. It's all about adversity, and it's all about response to, to adversity and, and how you come out of it and how you respond. So we, we talk about the football. You're 25 now. Just tell us... Luke, in your own words, just so we've got the background of your own football story from a playing point of view, um, mm -hmm. how you got started and, and kind of where that took you in, in yeah. the early years before, you know, we get onto the bit that's kind of the, the nuts and bolts of it, the injury bit, really. Yeah, of course. So, um, as most kids, as soon as you can walk, I was pictured having a football on my hand in my first ever Stoke kit, being a massive Stoke fan that I am. And the, I can't yeah. remember the earliest photograph we got was me back two. Right. With the ball and hand kicking it out. Um and basically for the young years of my life now, I played played 
lads and dads football with, with obviously a family full of quite, quite athletic people. And a, a granddad who was probably really inspirational, was a really good amateur footballer. Right. Played locally for a lot of the, lot of the, the amateur teams. And for the, for the first years, mate, went through lads and dads football, loved it. Started to discover that I probably was a little bit better than your average kid. Uh, but the dedication I put in as a young lad playing uh, and the parents of other kids, parents of other kids, children we were playing football in the team with, were starting to say to my parents, "Oh, your son's probably got got a bit of a bit of a talent about him. He's probably not just your average Joe who wants to kick about on a Sunday. That I should go and probably go and take up a little bit more competitively." So, um, my granddad and my my, student, my teachers at school. I was lucky. I went to a to a school that was quite good at sports. Um, sort of pushed me into going to play at high high level football. So I was lucky enough as a young lad to represent probably one of the proudest moments, representing my my, Stoke, my town, Stoke on Trent, playing all over the country. Yeah. And was also lucky enough to probably to get scouted to play for Stoke City, my local team that I supported all my life and um to play for them was, was a real dream um as a young lad and gave me the exposure to play like high level football. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty my younger years and my, Brilliant. my younger years. So I tell you what I want to touch on in that. Just for anybody who's listening to this who thinks lads and dads, what is he on about? Well, if you come from this area and most areas Luke have got something similar, but they don't always call it the same. Just for the for for the listeners' benefit, the uh, the councillor or, or the mayor of the city uh, in I think it was the nineteen seventies, it might have even been the sixties, started a program for young players. And uh, in those days, it was just boys, I'm afraid to say, but that's how it was um, to play football. And it was always on a Sunday, Luke, wasn't it? And um, they they called it lads and dads, which people like you and me, we grew up thinking it was just called lads and dads. And that's what it was to us, wasn't it? Lads and dads. And, you know, if you went back through the the ranks of local players, there will be many, many players who who were brought up on lads and dads, where the dads turned up and sometimes the mums as well, but often the dads and the boys. And we just signed up for a team and you, and you got on with it on a local park pitch every Sunday, paid your 25 pence or your 50 pence subs and and that was it, Luke, wasn't it? Yes, yes, it was. And it, yeah. so what I want to go back to, at that time, you said two things I want to talk about. Number one, you said that the the person that you who influenced you a great deal was your granddad. So just, you know, whether you name him or not, that's up to you, but just tell us a little yeah. bit about your granddad and and how how he influenced you and why he was that influence on you in what way? So my, my granddad, mate, was, was a very, probably in his own right, a very successful entrepreneur, but, but always, always had an in, a keen interest in sport, whatever. As a young lad, I'd go down and whatever was on the TV sport-wise, he'd be watching. So whatever football, whatever standard of football, we'd have it on the TV. So from, as you can imagine, from a very young age, football was bred into me. Um, the reason why he was such an influence, mate, was um, not just about being a footballer, but he said, you're going to have a career, if you're going to have a career in football, you've always got a plan for after, but it's always important to be a better human being. No Seriously. matter what you're up there, Yeah, he says, you've got to be a better human being rather wow. than being a footballer. So you, you get all the young lads today that get every, chucked everything on a plate and stuff like that. He says, you can be them lads, but I want you to be a, a, a top quality human being. I want wow. to look at you and be proud. Wow, um, what you know what, what I mean? a thing, so, mate! What a what a yeah. blessing to have a, a a granddad like that, mate. Eh? Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely, I, oh, I, well. it certainly brought me up in a way 
with, with my mum and dad, obviously both team sportsmen as well, but he was a big influence because he was everything was you've done this well, son, or like, like Luke. Um, but let's let's think of it from this perspective. You've done it well, but what can we do to improve? But it was always slanted on a positive, wow. sort of living in a positive mindset. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's pretty key when you're a young lad growing up. That really, it brings amazing. you it brings you down to it, but motivates you to do better. Do you know what I mean? It's a lovely, yeah. No, it, it's a lovely story to to hear, mate. Um, because you know you don't always hear those kind of stories. You hear people talking about how difficult relationships were and, and to have somebody like that in your life you might you don't always notice it at the time do you, you don't recognize it at the no, time no. uh but it's later on into you look back and you think wow you know blimey of course it's, of course it's. i think i'm one of the lucky ones that can say can say that and and it certainly shaped me today wow um and how i am and hopefully you you, you see when when i come across when i talk to you mate like, no it's I mean. lovely mate is it is a you know i can ask this question is your granddad still with us mate he, he isn't unfortunate mate do you know it's funny you should talk about that because obviously we're going to talk about my injury in a bit. I think um, towards the first part of my injury, my granddad passed away and that was a lot of a motivation as well for me wow. in my recovery. I've got, goosebumps, um, I've got goosebumps listening to that, mate. No worries, mate. <laughs> wow. It's, uh, wow. So, it's certainly a story, mate, that, that um, shaped my life anyway. Oh, bless. What, 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 um, what, was he, what, what did you call him, Luke? I called him, mate, and you're going to laugh. I called him Greg because apparently when I was a young lad, I couldn't say granddad. So you <laughs> so called him what? His nickname for me, Greggy. Greggy, uh, well. Which is quite funny, isn't it, that? Because that was his nickname. Uh, we did everything, mate. He called me all around the country when I was playing football. Wow. But that was, even when, even as a 17-year-old lad, I still called him that, mate, because it was his nickname for him. Do you know what, mate? It, it's a wonderful story. And, and even if we didn't talk about anything else on this podcast and we stopped it there... Uh, I, it's really strange how, you know, I kind of knew you had a story and, and I didn't know all this till just, and it's lovely. I mean, I can resonate with it. I was brought yeah. up for long periods of time by my grandmother, myself, mm-hmm. who, yeah. and I always talk about my grandmother as the greatest woman to ever walk on this earth, because that's, mm-hmm. I'm sure how you think of your granddad. Did you know what I'm oh, saying? Definitely. With yeah. no, definitely. no disrespect to your parents or, or the same here for me. Um, mm. But she was that person who, wow, I, I can't even put into words what what she was to me. But you've yeah. obviously, and I called her. I couldn't say Gran, so I used to call yeah. her Gan because I couldn't say the R. Are, are you with me? <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, it never left. Me, <laughs> it never left, and I always called her that till 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 the day she passed away, mate. And it's a lovely story. So Gragger lives on in you, mate. And um, oh, it's it's a brilliant one. So so there you are. You know, the other thing I want to just talk about is, do you remember when you first had a realisation that you were actually, you know, and let, let's be realistic about it as much as it's, you know, you, you might not like saying it, you were actually better than most of the other boys or players you, you were with. Do you, mm-hmm. do you remember coming to that realisation or when that was? I, I do, and um, be honest with you, mate, Greg and Jeff, uh, he plays a big part in that, so I can tell you the story. But I can I can actually envisage when I when I sort of realised, hang on a minute, you maybe have a little bit more. Yeah. You you you, you have these kids, and maybe you should be you should be yeah. taking this a bit more serious. So it was like I refer back to lads and dads. It was uh, in 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 a, in a cup final, mate, and um, the team we we played for. It was obviously I don't know if, if the listeners know, but obviously you place in lads and dads. You place with you don't get to choose your teammates. You get placed with a mixture of lads, yeah, uh, of all abilities. And we we added a team of pretty good, medium to, to average players. 
and we were playing the, an older team in the cup final and yeah. we should never have ever got to this cup final. Right. Cut a long story story, mate. We, we, we take him to penalties and my coach gives me the responsibility of taking the winning penalty. Yeah. And he, 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 he said to me, listen, Luke, no pressure, but you need to score this yeah, out yeah. the lads. Then. Yeah. Anyway, I scored, but as I was walking off the pitch, there was um, there was a, an old guy um, next to my granddad, and I didn't know who he was at the time. And he come across to me and he says, "Oh, cracking penalty, young lad! No, not even, not even uh, Gordon Banksy. I think he said can save it." Yeah. And I didn't think anything of it. But my granddad, as I was walking off, goes, "Do you realise that's the head of scouting for for Man United? Right. He's come to watch the the youth setup down at, at wherever we were playing. Yeah. And then." Um, he, he, he apparently said to my grand, I'm going to take another look at your your, your grandson. He's, he's got something special about him. I, wow. I've, I've never seen a young lad put on the pump, but walk up with so much swagger and then yeah, put it to so way confident. Back. And then yeah. actually deliver, deliver what, do you know what I mean? He's yeah. never in doubt. Brilliant, brilliant. And, and, and that resonated with me because for someone of that stature and, then, and, and, and to see my granddad actually take it in and be sort of really buzzed by that, com- yeah, that conversation yeah, yeah. that guy made, made that sort of Resonated with me, yeah. if you know what I mean. Absolutely, yeah. mate. So, how old were you then, Luke? Oh, mate, you're asking it. I'd be about, about six or seven, I think, mate. I'd, I'd be about serious? six or seven, yeah. Right. On, on just maybe, but maybe a year old. So Eight, I can't yeah. recollect exactly. Lovely, um, but yeah. So there you are, in, in that. So go on. So you know, at that point, you've obviously got a little bit of ability, and your granddad's supporting you, and you're already at eight. So you're obviously, look, I've been around football long enough to know that you know kids who are great at eight don't always. They're not always great at 10, but obviously, yeah. you know, you've obviously got something and your granddad's supporting you, but he's got this lovely, lovely kind of attitude that, you know, you need a backup plan, but it's all more important yeah. to be a better human being than it is just a good yeah. footballer with all the trappings that go along with that if you make it. So, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you said you went on from there and, and um, eventually you, you you got into... Uh, Stoke City. So, what kind of? How did you? How did you move on from there, Luke? In terms of you know your your next phase, really. So, so my next phase, mate, was was a pretty important phase of, of my, my own development into going up to the next level. So I, I got added to buy a couple of Hamley Town local team in Stoke. Um, come to me. They I don't know if they're listening there. It's they're, they're sort of pretty good standard local football. Side, what yeah. yeah, like a local side. My mates asked me to go and play for them. Uh, went into them, mate. Into their youth setup. And sort of progressed really quickly, um, playing in, in obviously the high standard football, and then in, in, in switching leagues, and, and then that becomes sort of a lot of scouts then become, and then obviously you get scouted, you get you get you get put into yeah. into a school of excellence at that age. It's not it's not it's not referred to as an academy. It's obviously a school of excellence then. Yeah. And 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 mate, you you develop and, and, and moved up through the age groups playing football, playing high standard football. But mate, to be honest, I was one of the lucky ones that a lot of my friends were in the same same sort of academy and youth school of excellence. Yeah. So we all we literally growing up, mate. But it was football. So get home from school, get changed, do your own work, yeah. have your tea, go and play football, yeah. go and train, yeah. go and go and do what you do. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And that led to my development of of them. Yeah. Progressing. So when other kids unfortunately fall out of the game and don't progress at the required levels, mate, it's sort of supporting me in that development. Yeah. And then, so when was it you actually started to, to you got recognised by a pro club, um, which sounds like it was your hometown club. When, yeah. when did that come around, Luke? I think it was about age nine or ten, mate. I think it would have been. Um, 
I remember it, it was just before you you key sacked in year six in, high, in, in primary school. Uh, it, was, it was an important time because I, I just got my exams coming up, and you get delivered this news that we want it, we want to, um, we want to, we want to take on our books and, and sign you up, and, and, and hopefully develop you to a standard where potentially in the future you'll be playing professional. So it would be about year six, mate, and um, sort of that age group. Then it starts to get a little bit more serious, doesn't it? Then with yeah. regards to. Um, that sort of process, but I remember going in and, and having the conversations and and stuff like that. It was, it was very interesting, yeah. And were the academy at Stoke at Claytonwood then, or were they at um, the Mitch? Where were they training then? Like it was, it was at the it was at the Mitch then, mate. It was the, yeah. <laughs> it was the old school Mitchling, yeah. Yeah, and your granddad was obviously still around at, at that point, yeah, yeah. And supporting yeah. you and taking you and that, yeah. Yes, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And can yeah. you remember any of the coaches that you had? I can't, mate. This is this is the conversations I I I I started trying to have with my parents. We can't love the money, mate. We can't remember yeah. any of the any of the coaches we had. Um, but they were all fantastic really? in, in, in yeah. not just developing me, but making sure that I remained human, a good human yeah, being, yeah, and, yeah. And, and and maintain good standards at school as well, and attendance and stuff. Yeah, like that, top mate. man, top top lad. Yeah. So there you are, you're a young lad and you've got a supportive family and your granddad's with you and you seem to have your head screwed on at an early age and you've, you know, you're developing and you're in your hometown club. So, you know, and you've obviously got this commitment to football and this passion. So it's a, it's almost, Luke, if you just paint that picture, there's people listening to this who will think, wow, if you're just one of those boys who's just passionate about football, it's almost the perfect scenario, Yeah. Oh mate, it's, it's the absolute dream. It's, it, it is the, the be all and end all, mate. Most kids want to play for United. I want to play for Stoke. Uh, that was that was how it was. Beautiful. Like. Okay. Yeah, Beautiful. So go on. So just take us on because I, I want to, at some point. Obviously, we're going to come to the bit that the kind of uh, the, the bit that's not comfortable to talk about, but actually is the key. As much as all this is fabulous, blimey, some of this stuff here that you've already talked about is just such brilliant stuff. Mm. So we're, take us on the next bit, which obviously will take us at Stoke on towards the the bit that kind of um, was the the bit you probably want to want to talk about when your adversity started. Yeah. So so obviously playing playing in the, in the latter year, the latter years of the academy football, mate, it gets competitive and it does, and and um, I. Wrongly or rightly, um, I I'd been asked to play for for, for my, my, my mate's team in town on, on on a Sunday in, in the Staffordshire Cup final. Um, so I went went to go and play. Thought just to kick about on a Sunday, what what could happen? And um, quite remember the game quite 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 closely with regards to me because it, it, it does. In a way, how me. old are you at this point, Luke? Uh, at this point, mate, I would be forty. 40 Thirteen, mate. I would be. 13. Okay, and so I, I didn't be quite young to be fair. I make quite quite young. And what? Regards to this. I'd be thirteen. Yeah. So you're about thirteen, and you mentioned to me that um, this Manchester United influence hadn't hadn't interest hadn't gone away at that point, had it? No, it was they were, they were still hovering, mate. They were still in in, in conversations um, regularly with my granddad. Still saying, listen, we, we we need to come and check up, and it always seems. <laughs> It's always seen we seem to miss him. So the, the week they come to watch, we'd be away on holiday, yeah, yeah. or yeah. I'd have other commitments with regards to. Because as a young lad, obviously football was a big thing, but I had other commitments. I was, I was obviously schooling, um, playing other sports at the time as well. Yeah. Um, so I was, was a keen tennis player as well. Right. But uh, yeah, um, 
they were they were hovering around and I'd, I'd been asked to, to play for, well I was I'd been asked to play for Hamilton Town so I played for my mates essentially Sunday Sunday League side yeah. um, in a key cup final game for, for them it, it meant a lot and for me it was getting back because a lot at this point a lot of my mates have been released from the academy system so I wasn't playing with them as much yeah um, as you can imagine it's, 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 it's a, a, a lot in terms of the academy football yeah um, so I went to play for them for, for the weekend so I have, have a laugh and, and, and go back to what yeah. football is about playing with, with, with your friends and yeah. and stuff and I remember quite quite playing on the on 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 a, on a, on a Probably a typical Sunday league pitch, a bit of a you pass the ball on the ground and the bubble pass your head. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'd, a ball had gone over my head, and I'd gone to turn back to chase after the ball and started to hit. My game was based on pace as being a fullback, um, and started to run. So I was, at this point, I was doing it quite, quite speed and hit an un, un, uneven piece of ground. Yeah. And I just felt a twinge in the back of my knee, and I thought, oh, as a 14 year old, you're probably not. not <laughs> Not most uh, aware of the yeah. old sort of niggles and stuff like that. Felt something pop in the back of my knee, and I thought, "Oh, this is not right." Went to put my neck foot down, and the knee collapsed. Wow! And it buckled underneath me, and I fell on my knee the wrong way. Yeah, uh, with the foot facing the other way, uh, and I sort of knew when that happened that it wasn't right. The feeling, the sensation, the whole leg went numb. Um, to cut a long story short, mate, it turns out that I'd ruptured a, an ACL. Yeah. Me at the age of fourteen, and probably they couldn't, they couldn't, they wouldn't operate straight away because of obviously growing um, yeah. and stuff like that. And obviously, you see professional footballers most, most more so a few years ago. If you've done an ACL, mate, you don't tend to come back no. to the same level you do, do you? It, it's the unfortunate reality. And essentially, mate, the whole sort of will come crushing down a little bit with regards to the realization that. Hang on a minute. This is not just a pulled muscle. Yeah. This is not just a, a bruise. This is a serious six to eight month process. Yeah. Uh, and I can see it in my granddad's eyes that he was so he was he was heartbroken on the touchline because Bless. he sort of knew that this was 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 towards the end. It was was the, was the point where it sort of started to my realization that, that professional football and going up through the age groups wasn't gonna was wasn't gonna. So after you had this first injury, Luke, and um, yeah. just uh, just tell us, did you you obviously went back to the club and explained that I take it, or, or somehow explained? Yeah, it and yeah, they, they they were fine. They, they, they obviously weren't best pleased with regards to that, but I think that their mindset was, well, we just want you to enjoy your football. Like I, I understand that that, that that they were saying, like, listen, you've 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 gone and played for some team, but we're more so disappointed that you've you've had the injury like more than anything. Um they they were really good, mate. They were really supportive. They they, they they tried to get me to my, to my back to my fitness levels, mate, but there's only so much they can do, isn't there? Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, do you and, know what I mean? And um, then so did you end you ended up having some surgery, Luke, didn't you, at some point? So I, I had I had some ACL reconstruction surgery on, on the uh, obviously on the knee and then there was a few complications with regards to that. Um caught, caught an infection, which was probably more serious if I'm sure if you asked my, my parents and my granddad, it was probably more serious than I make out, but I think I was about two days off losing my right leg. Right. Um from sepsis. Yeah. Um nothing to the fault of the hospital, nothing like no, that. Just, it, it happened. Yeah. Um, um, but mate, yeah, uh, and there was a lot of complications with that. Took longer than anticipated uh, to get back and, and up and walking, essentially, and then, and then running. Uh, probably took around twelve months. Um, so at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm roughly between fifteen and sixty, and I think I think I was just after the GCSEs I had this done. So because they didn't operate initially straight away, 
because yeah. of obviously growing, growing yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but yes, I'll be about sixty at this point, and obviously, um, Did, you know, you know when you had the operation. Yeah. Before you had the, the 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 onset of the complication, did did you think in your own mind that once you'd had the operation, there was a possibility that you might be able to get back to playing, or had you actually kind of just thought, "I'll see what happens," or I'd given up, or where were you mentally at that time, Luke? Uh, mentally, I mean, I, 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 initially, I was a hundred percent. Let's get it done. Let's get back onto the fact. This was just a mindset about let's get it operated yeah. and let's get recovered. Let's get back into football. Let, let's do this because it's, it's just a mindset back. It, it's like a shade on the road. Yeah. And to be honest with you, that was that was a lot of what my, my, my support network was, was saying to me. Listen, Luke, yeah. we're going to get through this. We're going to get on and, and we're going to carry on as, 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 yeah. as because of what, do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and, and that's, that's the mindset of a lot of people. Yeah. Size, isn't it? So. And then obviously, at what point, what point would you say you, because you went through the, the, the rehab's not, not easy, mate, is it from ACL? Oh no, mate! No, <laughs> it certainly isn't, mate. Testing. Yeah, very, very testing. A long time, lots of hard work, lots, lots of re- rep- repetition, isn't it? You can be boring, can't it, mate? You can be. You've got to get um, your mind right, haven't you? Yes, massively. But you've got to be strong. You got to, you got to have a, a strong mindset, haven't you? It's a lonely road, mate, isn't it? Even if you've got a supportive yeah. therapist, yeah. Yes, yes, mate, yes. So, uh, what was the point, Luke, when you kind of thought? And, and, you know, I'm asking you painful questions here and please say, you know, you decide if you want to just move on. But was there a point when you thought, this isn't going to turn out how I wanted and I won't be playing yeah. again? Yeah, so it, it, it was it was, it was was more, during this, this period as well, I'd, I'd gone through, I lost my granddad at this point, which was quite a tough, tough time yeah. um, in the recovery process, which made the recovery a lot harder. So my the, the biggest thing was halfway through my recovery process I'd, I'd lost wow. my stalwart figure in, in my footballing career wow. in terms of mm. uh, I'd lost my granddad so for a little bit of a time there was a lull in terms of my own yeah. essential motivation yeah. to get back because it's the case of the person who was with me my support there yeah. wasn't there yeah but then I I'd, I'd, I'd had a conversation with, with my two fantastic parents who were also very supportive and they would say, well, hang on a minute, let's get something right. Your granddad would not want you moping about. Let's get into this. Mm-hmm. Get this recovery. And let's, even if you're not going to make it back into football, let's get to a standard where you can have a good life and enjoy your life yeah, again. Yeah. What a lovely, what a lovely, uh, lo- lovely support network, mate. So, so, and, 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 and so you, you I cracked on with, with obviously the recovery, but there was the realisation, mate, that this wasn't going to go the way I pictured it halfway through. Um, knowing there was, there was obviously complications with the surgery, so they, they weren't sure if obviously all the surgery was successful. They would only know that in time um, when you're obviously back running and stuff like that. So a case of it was a case of I, I sort of said, well, I'm, I, I don't want to drag this on for as long as I need to be. Let's me just concentrate on my recovery and we'll call it quits. You know? and, and, and if it does work out in the future, it works out in the future on, on different teams. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But the whole the whole process was they were fantastic. The, 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 the Stoke, Stoke on Trent, the, the, the NHS were fantastic in the support network they offered me, mate. And uh, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a very tough time. When I look back on it now, um, it, it's sort of a motivation, if anything. Yeah. Yeah, oh, mate. I'm just listening to you, Luke. And um, for somebody, you know, there's no bitterness, there's no anger, there's only gratitude for people who've helped you. There's recognition yeah. for your own family and support network, and and you know your unique 
granddad. It's a you may you know blimey. It's a lovely, lovely way that you've got of, of explaining this, and um, it, it's fantastic. It's just a lesson. The way you are is a lesson, and the way you talk about it is a lesson, and the story in itself. So you know, blimey, I'm 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 over the moon that we've got you on. Um, so you've come to this point where blimey. It takes people years, if ever, to sometimes come to this point and go, do you know what? If it happens, it happens. But what's more more important is that I move on with my life. And um, mm-hmm. which you came to, blimey, um, at a young age. And um, so you went on from there. And what, what did you do then, Luke? Because obviously I met you, you know, in your, in your business yeah. as you are now. What did you do after that? Yeah. Uh, so was was one of the lucky ones. My, my, obviously the guy has words, obviously, with was to... to, to prepare for a career after football so I'd luckily probably GCSEs passed all my GCSEs probably not, not the best grades but then went to sixth form college yeah. and discovered a love for business mate a love for business yeah. how business works yeah. uh, I went, went went to study that went off to uni uh, went off to Derby uni uh, and, and, and eventually mate with my education managed to, to scrape through eight with a first class honours in business management um, wow. which was quite a proud moment wow Brilliant. Uh, wow. and, and, and I, but I always say, mate, I always use the, the skills from being a foot, being in football to being in education is similar. You just have to recognise the ability to transfer them and then re-motivate yourself. And I think um, um, being able to do that is a key factor. You, you can't, you can't more. You've got it. Roll your sleeves up and go. Let, let's use the same sort of determination head in football to then transfer yeah, yeah. into you, you know what, mate? You, you you could turn out to be the best most appropriate interview that this podcast ever had and we've had some you know eminent people on here mate because of your story because i always say that you know the 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 ethos the philosophy behind leader manager coach it's for football it's for sport and it's for life and and you're yeah you're communicating that um everything about leader manager coach that that i believe in and and you're actually just saying that off the top of your head and, and and you're actually providing a story of realistic evidence that that that's if you apply yourself and you you think about things in the right way and you've got certain things in place, Luke, that you can actually yeah. continue to better yourself yeah. and move on and and and, and blimey, ride you know ride the adversity and um, it's lovely, mm-hmm. mate, to, to hear. So you get your first class honors degree. You've got a passion yeah. for business, um, and uh, yeah, so. Obviously, I've met you in your current capacity. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, have you got? Have you got? Yeah, you've t- and you know what the love of because t- you've mentioned to me that you've got you still got your passion for football, aren't you? Oh, massively, mate, massively. I, I don't think that goes anywhere. I, I think, you, as you know, Rob, if you've got it, mate, if you love football, you you, you eat, sleep, and, and dream, yeah. don't you? Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. think that's me. That that that's that's the way I am. I always on a Saturday check the football results, even if I'm on work out of work. Yeah. Um, you know watch. The medical team. Yeah. I think, yeah, definitely, mate. Involved something in football. So, what's what's if Luke could, uh, you know, draw a picture of what's coming up in the future, uh, or ambitions, or desires, or plans? Have you got anything that you can share? You want to share? It might not be appropriate. Yeah. And please feel free, mate. If you, you know, to I don't know what what's next, mate. Um. So next for me, mate, is obviously. To, to get up in, in, into into hopefully into, into into management roles or whatever company I go into, but yeah. I, the, the aim is obviously to own my own business. I want to give back to the community, my local community that, that have offered me so much, and specifically the younger people, people like that will go through what I've, I've been through because there'll be there'll be loads of lads that what I go through all the time, and yeah. I want to give them the support that that 
that they deserve, that they need. So it should be hopefully in the future working with, with people that, that lose their way in football or yeah. do have some injuries to then get them retrained, get them into the world of society and, and wow. get, them, get them earning money for their own sort of for, Lovely, for their own enjoyment. Do you know what I mean? That's it. Brilliant, mate. Luke, you know, it's, I, I can just leave it there, mate, because it's, you know, we're probably 40 minutes in. It's a, a you, You're an eloquent speaker. You say things in, in a fantastic way. You speak like you're 100, 125, not, not, not 25, mate. And, uh, you know, when your parents listen to this and, you know, let's say hopefully when your granddad listens to this, if he's not listening now, mate, you know, blimey, if anybody's not proud of you, mate, I don't think they've, um, they've listened properly, but, um, Luke, you've been absolutely amazing. Um, you've got a fantastic story. Uh, and, um, you know, hopefully I'm going to be able to keep in touch with you, mate, because, um, you, you know, you, you, I'd love to follow what you, what you do in the future, mate, but I want to, want to just thank you for coming on. I also want to thank you for being honest, open and, and, you know, sharing your story, mate, because it's not easy. And, um, you know, you, 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 you've just provided such value to the people that listen to this. So I just want to thank you for that, Luke, and thank you for your time, pal. Absolute pleasure, Rob. Absolute pleasure. Good thank pleasure. you for inviting me on, mate. It's been an absolute no, joy to share pleasure, it. Mate. And hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll catch up again. All right. Yeah, definitely, we'll, mate. We'll Touch bases, definitely. Go from there, but, um, enjoy your weekend, mate, and thanks for coming on, pal. I'm not. Thank you, mate. Take no care, pal. Wow. I just want to follow up on the chat that I've had. I was blessed to have, fortunate to, to have with uh, Luke Wareham. Now, I just think it's valuable to, just while it's fresh in my mind, just to say, you never know when you're gonna come across somebody who's gonna light your life up. And the story is that uh, we're still in the pandemic, it was during the pandemic, and I needed to hire a vehicle. And the guy who served me was Luke, and this bright, young, energized, fella came and called me and, and served me and um, that was it we got chatting and uh, we had it, it, we didn't talk about football initially and um, then somehow as, as often the case we just get onto a you know you build rapport with people and you just chat and we talked about football and instantly and that we we, we connected and um, you know he's 25 and I'm a lot older than that I just took a gamble and just said You've got a story. I didn't know how good the story was. And then for the next few weeks, I was thinking, well, the story might not really be that good and it might not be appropriate and it might not be this and it might not be that. But, you know, in the recent podcast on Eknath, the Aswaran's words to live by number five, the second to last principle we talked about that Eknath talked about is gambling on goodness. And I took a gamble on Luke and Luke took a gamble on me. So maybe we're synchronous beings but anyway we uh, stayed in touch we connected and i said look i want to chat with you and he said okay so he gave me a number and the way we went and he had faith enough to come online and chat to me and i had enough faith to give the time and, and chat to him and uh, i can't even begin to tell you how how much luke wareham uh, dovetails with the philosophy of leader manager coach and dovetails with me personally. I don't mind saying that. Apologies for being autobiographical, but what a what a fantastic young man. He does speak like he's 125. He wants to own his own business. He wants to give back. Well, I said, what you know, what I didn't 
asking what his motivations were. He just came out and says, I actually want to give back. And he not only does he want to give back, he knows why he wants to give back. He wants to give back to his own community. And he wants to give young people who have suffered adversity, and there's hundreds of them and thousands of them who lose their way and don't make it into football. Because it's every boy's dream, every girl's dream, every boy's dream. And they lose their way and get rejected and lose out and they have to build a life again. And it's left of the support network. And Luke talks about that support network and he shows a gratitude beyond his years because it's often not until you get into your later years, if ever at all, that you start to look back and thank your lucky stars for all the people who've gone before you, particularly those who've supported you, your parents and your grandparents. And I've said many times that, you know, the greatest woman that's ever walked this earth is my own grandmother. And that's just me speaking from the heart. As you will say that about your maternal figures and paternal figures. And Luke talks about his granddad. Wonderful story about somebody who supported it. And we all need those support networks. You know, we've got a whole podcast episode on what's the most important thing in getting a young footballer to make it. And one of the key crooks, fundamental platforms is having a support network and Luke eloquently talks about that and in particular one person and then of course we have the adversity with a young boy with everything to play for playing for his hometown club obviously a good player amazing support network in place and obviously a good player with one of the world's top clubs looking after him looking at him and then one Sunday morning puts his foot in a divot and life changes and yet despite and I know this personally because I've lived it what it takes to recover from ACL and to go through the process and go through the surgery and do the work uh, not only suffer the setback of having a severe complication in sepsis he comes out with an attitude of, of the one that he's got the story contains more facets to, to pin your life on than, than I can explain in this resume. So uh, Luke, thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, take a listen to Luke Wareham, um, an ordinary guy from an ordinary city or an extraordinary guy from an extraordinary city. Luke Wareham, you have a story to tell and thanks for sharing it. So dive in, fill your boots and... Um, I'm sure you can get plenty out of that. All right, catch you later. Bye-bye.